You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I am your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a purple belt who trains at 10th Planet Mission Viejo, located in Mission Viejo, California. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Roman. Hey, what's up, Lamar? Thanks for what's having going me on, up. sir. Not a problem, man. The pleasure is all mine. How are you doing this evening? Pretty good. Uh had a had a little pizza night before uh before coming on here, and uh, those uh, well deserved, I think. <laughs> oh, man, I've been craving pizza too, man. But yeah, trying to, so try to be good, trying to be good. But yeah, I'm about to break. You gotta, you gotta treat yourself. <laughs> got gas, to. But uh, man, let's get the ball rolling. If you want to formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and let's hear about your jujitsu journey. Yeah, so um, I'm Jay Roman. I'm a purple belt out of uh, 10th Planet Mission Viejo. Um, I got into martial arts at a very young age. I was like maybe five years old when my dad started teaching me some Shotokan in the the garage. And uh, he was also a big fan of Steven Seagal. So um, (laughs) when I was was seven, he uh, signed me up for Aikido and... uh, yeah, I guess he he thought that I was gonna become like some chef and like start snapping people's necks or something, but uh, <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, when I was eleven, I I joined uh, this this Koga Ninjutsu school, and mm-hmm. um, like it's exactly what you imagine it would be. Like it's full on the type of stuff that you would see in like McDojo life. Um, oh no! <laughs> it's like. You know, like as a as a kid, you're like, oh hell yeah, I'm gonna be a ninja. <laughs> and then um, in high school, I I didn't do too well, so I got into this uh, like continuation program to make up some of the credits, and we had independent mm-hmm. study PE. So um, for our PE, I signed up for um, I was looking for Muay Thai, but I found Taekwondo. And, um, and it was cool. Like I did it for a few years and I won a few local tournaments and, um, I was even thinking like, could I like try to make it to the Olympics? But, um, like registration fees are really expensive and my parents didn't have much money. So I was like, nah, I'll, I'll just not worry about that. Um, and 2008, I was uh i got together with some of my old taekwondo friends who also had like some wrestling friends um and we we started like a little fight club in like our, <laughs> our school and uh like i didn't know any anything right like i just knew how to kick people in the head and and like uh that's where i i learned my first arm bar and i was like oh this is this is cool like i i want to learn how to do this I signed up at like the local Gracie Baja and um, my second week we were working jumping guard and uh, yeah, <laughs> my partner missed my hip and uh, landed on my knee. And it was like, it was like my second week. <laughs> oh no. So uh, yeah, uh, I had to take a little bit of a break there. And like, I think that's when all my injuries started. Um <laughs> So yeah, like uh, I took a little bit of a break. I I moved up to um, where I live now. I'm in uh, in Orange County, and um, like I didn't even think about like doing uh, like martial arts or anything anymore. But um, I was I was gaining a, a lot of weight, and um, my neighbor invited me over to watch UFC. I remember it was a uh, Rampage versus Machida. And like all these dudes were ripped, and I was like, I want to get ripped. So all right. <laughs> yeah, like I want, I want like abs, you know, like especially like Machida. He was, he was a freaking jacked. And um, so I I looked it up, and uh, Mark Munoz, the Filipino wrecking machine, actually had a a gym in Lake Forest, and um, I signed up there. Uh, trained under like a few different people. 
and was in the room with like people like Cub Swanson and uh, like uh, who else? Uh, like Bisping was in there too a few times. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but our, our coach was uh, Marcel Lozado, um, who I think is like a fifth degree black belt or something. I don't know. Some, some like world champ. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and then there was also Jason Manley, who is uh, a Caesar Gracie black belt. He's like buddies with like the Diaz brothers and, um, and then Casey Halstead. I floated around like a few different gyms um, because like places closed down. Um, I was underemployed or unemployed a few times because as much as anyone's going to say jujitsu's worth it, like it's not, it's not cheap, you know? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So there's always people like, oh, uh, like, give up drinking at a bar and you'll be able to afford it. It's like, how much do you think people drink? <laughs> right? So, um, I know, right? yeah, like, yeah, me, me skipping out on a few beers. Um, I mean, I guess it will help a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't drink that much anyway. So um, yeah. So I, I floated around and um, ended up with <clears throat> With Tenth Planet, where I'm at right now, and it's uh, it's awesome. Cool. So, um, I I think they they just opened up a Tenth Planet school here in Michigan. But yeah, yeah. I'm starting to see those like Tenth Planet schools pop up a lot now. Yeah, I think there's a lot of like with with people like Gordon Ryan and like all those all those other guys um like i see nogi as like kind of blowing up and then like 10th planet is mainly nogi hmm yeah and i i i got to admit i'm i'm getting addicted to nogi yeah like, i'm really getting addicted to it like um i don't know one day i was just randomly like you know what i i just want to start training nogi so we start our like our open mats are just no gi and it's just like yep i i love my i love our open max now <laughs> yeah especially right now right because like it's getting warm i don't know how mm-hmm. how hot it is where you are but like we were in like the the high 80s low 90s right now and like i can't even i did have to wear a gi yesterday because we have like the kids class and i started helping out with them um mm-hmm. and uh, it was like being in a sauna, yeah, uh, the whole time. So it felt gross. Yeah. <laughs> usually, usually our instructor will have the a the air off on uh, <laughs> days like this. So, <laughs> so what you need the air for? Like it's hot. Just focus on your technique. So you know we roll, <laughs> we roll, and no matter what weather, it's gonna be hot. Yeah. But yeah, I love it, man. So. Um, so you train at 10th Planet. This is where you've been, like, like I assume, majority of your, um, like, journey in jiu-jitsu? Um, this is where I've been for the last um, two and a half years. Um, I, I also trained, like, I was at Rain for maybe, like, nine years. And uh, so I've, I've been at it for... Um, this is going on my my thirteenth year, um, mm-hmm. so that shows how good of a purple belt I am. <laughs> so, yeah, but like I, I like I hear stories about people who've been like a, a, you know, a certain rank for like obviously like twice as long, and then you're supposed to be like, how, um, like when you tell people that, do you feel a certain type of way? Like you know, if I'm telling someone I've been doing you know jujitsu for 10 plus years i'm only a xyz belt like i I see a lot of people be sometimes hesitant to like to tell yeah like um i i think i used to be like self-conscious about like how long i spent at each belt like i was i was a white belt for nine years you know and um like there's a lot of factors there like maybe 
maybe the instructor is just really picky on promotions or um, maybe maybe the school itself just doesn't really like focus on any promotions or anything like that. Um, so I think uh, I think I used to like try to use that as a disclaimer like oh I'm a I'm a white belt but I, I trained for nine years type of thing um, mm -hmm. just to, to make myself feel better but now it's like like I I actually like being uh, a lower rank compared to like the years that I've been practicing and training um, mm -hmm. because I'd much rather people think that uh, that like I'm bad, but then I'm actually a lot better, you know? <laughs> Surprise. But he's sandbagging. <laughs> no, but that's that's cool, man. I mean, because I, I get it. You know, I used to think about that, too. Um, like, when I used to hear people like, yeah, man, I've been at this certain rank for X amount of years. And I'd never really taking into consideration like okay did they stop did they do this and do that but sometimes you do hear stories about people who've been training consistently for like six or seven years and still like blue belts or whatnot so it's i don't know man it's, it's just but like you said it depends on the school it depends on i mean it's a lot of factors that comes into it <clears throat> so yeah. now like, I, I i'm sorry go ahead and like if uh like they're still training. I mean, that's the most important thing, you know, like just uh, keep at it. Yeah, true. I mean, just, just keep at it. Like um, I always, I always like, uh, like to reinforce about like the quote unquote belt. Cause Chris Harder said the best, like, you know, the belt only covers 2% of your ass. You got to cover <laughs> the rest. So, yeah. you know, a belt doesn't necessarily mean nothing. Like you can, like you said, you can be a purple belt, that's been rolling for God knows how long versus a purple belt who's a hobbyist. And that's two different levels, you know? So yeah, like as long as you're consistently training, man, you know, as I say, the colors will change, the belts will change and stuff like that. But as long as you're learning, that should be the, the main focal point, I think, when it comes to jujitsu. Yeah. And then with no, we don't even wear our belts. So it's like, uh, like you could roll with someone and you think that they're completely legit. And, um, and this isn't saying that they're not, but like, then you find out, oh, this, this person's a white belt. Um, like that's, uh, that's kind of eye opening. And, uh, yeah. And that's, and that's the fun part about it. Um, like a, a while, not that long ago, I went to visit another school and they had their no gi competition class. And, you know, so you walk in, obviously no one has on their belts and you're not about to be walking around like, hey, what belt are you? What belt are you? What belt are you? So it was like 14, like, you know, 14 people on the mats. I don't know nobody's belt rank. And I'm just, you know, just rolling, rolling, rolling with people. And I'm just trying to figure out like, okay, this guy got to be an XYZ and this guy got to be an XYZ. And I was wrong like 90% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, man, you gotta be purple. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm a I'm a you know a three-stripe white belt. I'm like, moving like that. Oh, I used to wrestle a lot in high school or something like that. So I was like, okay, that that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fun. I think that, that's fun, you know, when you get to roll with people that you know obviously no geese, so you don't know their their belt rank. So yeah. And like nice. going to open mats is so much fun because like you go there and like you said, like you go in there and like you don't know anyone there. Um, so you really don't know like what people know. And right. I just realized how many times I said no. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, no, but um <laughs> Well, yeah, like I said, I like the mysteriousness of it, of going, you know, visiting different schools and, you know, uh, not knowing one's rank. Because it kind of takes the pressure off of, you know, wanting to roll. Because you walk into a school, you see, if you see three, four, five black belts or, you know, upper rank people, you're going to try to avoid them. You're going to try to, like, not make eye contact and stuff like that. And, you know, you can miss out on some good opportunities right there. Yeah, the opportunity to learn, you know. 
And it's not so much that like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get my ass beat by this black belt or anything. It's, it's just like, uh, am I gonna, am I gonna be a challenge for this person? Or I get, I get kind of self conscious about that. Yeah, like, am I gonna get destroyed by this person? <laughs> now, um, obviously, I know Tenth Planet is a is a huge, huge competition school. Um, so, do you do you compete yourself? Um, I started competing a, a <clears throat> um, so before I didn't, I maybe competed once each rank. Um, so yeah, that would be my, my third competition this, this, uh, last, uh, July 1st. Um, and I don't compete a lot and I don't really have like these aspirations to be like some kind of world champion. Actually, like, I think what would be cool is uh, if, like, I started coaching people to become world champions. That would be cool. You're like, you're like my, one of my training partners. He's that same way. Like, he doesn't yeah. care about competing, but he's like, I'll coach and, you know, help somebody train and become a world champion. So, I mean, yeah. that's pretty dope. I mean, you're, you're in the, you're in the right, you know, ballpark because you're helping with kids class now, so. Yeah, that's just like that's just the tip of it. And I told my coach, like the the thing that I want to do is to to become a good coach. And he's been uh, taking <clears throat> like um, he had me fill in for for a few classes. Um, he had me uh, run the open mat, um, which I mean, I those are like kind of small things to to some people, but like just having that trust like means a lot to me. And like, now that I get to help out the kids class regularly, I mean, I, I it sounds nerdy, but like, I mean, how much of us are, are like jujitsu nerds, you know? Like I love jujitsu so much that I want to like share it with like as many people as I can. And mm -hmm. like, like for me, that's just the coolest thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because I, I I teach I teach our kids class too, so I know that feeling of you know wanting to give that you know give that information back, but <clears throat> but like you know with you you know stepping into that like teaching role, like how was it for you when you taught your first like kids class versus your first adults class? Um, well, the kids class I was more like kind of being the assistant coach, mm -hmm. and like I. I didn't know what I was doing because there's like, there's these little human beings and it's like, okay, so this is how you do a, a head and arm choke. And like, I'm going to do that to a five-year-old. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if uh, you could tell, but like, I'm, I'm a, I'm an ultra heavyweight. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, like it, it's going to be uh, a little, silly um but like with with adults it's like i don't know like come over here like i'm gonna i'm gonna show you this uh this head and arm choke and and like that's that's perfectly fine but now i'm i have this challenge it's like this this person is like so much smaller than i am i can't just demonstrate the the technique on them i have to like really think about how to explain it which makes it cool because like then like that's another layer of of me knowing the technique. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's the key right there, man. Cause when you, like a, a lot of people that I've talked to on, you know, on and off the podcast, that was talking about teaching or wanting to get into teaching. You know, I always say, start with kids class. Kids class is the best teacher to become a teacher. Because yeah. like you said, you, you, you have to take a technique. You have to, break it down as simple as possible enough for them to, to learn it. And in turn, you find out more deep, like you figure out more details about a technique more than you realize because you have to like take it and like chop it, chop it down so far where it's like, Oh dang, I didn't think about adding this little thing here or add this thing or changing this. So yeah, I, I get more nervous teaching adult class than I do kids class. <laughs> Why do you think I that? Don't, no. I don't know. Because I think it's because 
like with me, you know, I've been at my same school for the past six years. So everyone there, you know, I actually, I guess you want to say I grew up with in jujitsu. So it's going from like you all guys working together to you becoming like a manager. And it's like, you want to be taken serious as an instructor, but at the same time, you're more so like, but you're like still in, in cahoots with, you know, in cahoots with everybody. So it's like, man, what do I teach these guys? Or be like, are they going to take me serious enough as a teacher? Or it's like, yeah, like you say, like, I have no idea what to teach. And you got everybody, like, you got a class full of people just standing around, just staring at you. And you're like, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to go over, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then you're hoping no one asks a question. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, you guys, you guys got it. Um, let's just do the clap. <laughs> right. Everybody got it? Oh, one, I got a two. question. <laughs> <laughs> so always the one like what oh, can you do it again oh, man, come on dude but yeah but because like with kids class like i said you get to break it down you get to have you be more open and free and you know like not as serious as it would be if you were doing like an adult class yeah that's what I, that's what i think because i'm i'm a good as you see i'm a i'm a goofy person so like I like to have fun. I like to you know keep it interesting for the kids if we can get past warm-ups because they're so slow. But <laughs> <laughs> you guys do like little games. Um, like we we had this uh this game called Ride the Bull, where uh like the kids get like uh back mount and then they just have to try to like hold on for like 10 seconds. I could do that, but I have an issue. <laughs> One of the kids in our kids' class is, is about my size. So, no. <laughs> Man, that kid eats the vegetables. <laughs> so, it's like, which is, which is, which is cool because, like, my, I have, like, my daughter, uh, one of our, one of my training partner's son, they're, you know, they're small. And then, like I said, the other kid is my size. So it was like, I get to show them how to do the technique, but he get to do the technique on me because I don't want him, like, you know, choking or arm barring to, like, the smaller kids. But, yeah, I, I haven't done that. I haven't done that. All right. Might have to, might have to do that. <laughs> yeah. I think you, so like, I heard in one of the your previous podcast episodes that you have two daughters. Yeah, I have a seven-year-old and I have a three-year-old. Uh, are, are you uh, going to get both of them into jujitsu? Like, I mean, you kind of have to, right? Like, yeah, I kind of have to. That, anyone that trains is like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna put them in a little gi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I got, like, my daughter, I got my oldest daughter started and my my youngest daughter, uh, she's, like I said, she's three, but she does have, like, high-function autism, so... You know, trying to get her to focus enough to want to, you know, to actually want to do it. And ironically, one of the uh, guys I did an interview with, he's got this cool little this gi for kids who has autism. It has like different shapes and colors on it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, like a brown patch on the elbow or a blue patch on the lapel. So it actually teaches them where to grab. Also, it makes it a little oh. bit fun because it's almost like a game. So I was like, oh, man, that is pretty dope. So, you know, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm going to send you one. So I'm like, yes. Dude, I, I love that. Like, I love making jujitsu more accessible to, to people. Like, uh, on Instagram, I follow this uh, this woman. Um, she's, I think she's deaf and then partially blind. And, like, she has, like, daily signs so she'll go through sign language that's jujitsu related and like seeing things like that like i see it's making jujitsu accessible for for more people you know like everybody everybody deserves the the opportunity to to like train you know Mm -hmm. and um like it it's sad if there's like an obstacle that prevents them from doing that yeah yeah and it's like um I, I can't remember the guy's name, but um, I seen his post on Facebook and Instagram because I think he he's in one of the group a few groups I'm in, but he's blind and he just got his black belt. And that's just like what I love about jujitsu so much is because you know there there is no limitations. I feel like when it comes to jujitsu, 
you know, like you're saying with the lady who's, you know, partially blind and deaf, it's like, if I can get a hold of you, I can, I, I can pretty much figure the rest out, you yeah. know? <laughs> Do you ever get like poked in the eye and then like you're, you finish the round with your eyes closed? <laughs> um, honestly, it's got, I've never got poked in the eye. Sweat, yes, but never got poked in the eye. But that was one of the things that our instructor kind of like got us to do early on in jujitsu is close our eyes. So it's like, you know, if you focus on the feeling, the feelings and movement of your opponent, it will open up your jujitsu a whole lot more because your eyes can deceive you. You know, you can think they're like, you can look at them and think they're going one way and then you react to that. And then next thing you know, you know, you're in a bad position. So we would do classes where we just close our eyes and just it'd be quiet. Like you don't hear no, no like no one's coaching. You just like eyes closed and we're just rolling. And it's, you know, it's just been, like I say, a part of our game for so long where I don't even look, I'll look everywhere else but where I'm rolling. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm be, watching I'll, watching people watching the class. <laughs> pretty much like i'll be like well, i'll be in the middle of a roll and i'll be fighting grips and be like hey fix that blah blah, blah and just looking everywhere else or just <laughs> like my wife will come and ask me a question i'll be like you know in the middle of technique still like talking to her and he's like dude why do you do this i'm like why not <laughs> 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 like learn the technique and you'll be able to do it ah uh, but um so I know you said you're married and stuff, right? Do your wife or your kids, do they train? No. So I don't have any kids yet. And my, okay. my wife's like, uh, you, I, I don't know how I should feel about you uh, rolling around with a bunch of other sweaty men. And she, she, like, she like teases me about that. And uh, she's not really into like that close physical contact with, with strangers. But mm -hmm. um I keep going, hey, you, you want to try it? <laughs> and uh, and she's just like, no, that's your thing. So that's cool. <laughs> it's, it's cool. But I like my wife was like that too. <clears throat> like, Did um, she train? Before, yeah, she trains now. She trains now. So, like, we when we started, um, that's how she was. She was like, she want to try it, but she's not comfortable with the idea of obviously you know someone else in compromising positions as we should say so yeah. it took her a while to like get used to rolling with everybody else like it just became like like recent um that she started to like work techniques with other people so it took her a while it took her a lot, like it took her a good couple years of being like, because she used to be like, if I'm not able to rep with uh, rep with her, she's not doing technique. So right. it's like you know, and it would it would it would be like a like a, almost a hindrance to her because I'm an instructor or being an assistant instructor majority of the time. So it was like I'll be trying to get a you know work with her a little bit, and then I'll be like, hey, you know, Lamar, can you come over here and help? And like, all right, let me do this with her real quick, and then go bounce somewhere else. So it kind of like became very stagnant. So we just had a conversation like, hey, I know you don't feel comfortable, but you kind of have to fight it a little bit. So I'm like, you don't have to just do it with everybody. You just pick and pick and choose the people you're more you're extremely comfortable with to work these positions by all means. And once she once I said that, it's like slowly but surely she started to change. And now like I can actually teach class and she can rep with the people that she wants to rep with and be good to go. Yeah. It's crazy how jujitsu <clears throat> does that, right? Like, I mean, mm -hmm. so um, I have a uh, social anxiety disorder. And like, so if I'm, if I go into class, like I don't really talk to a lot of people, but then as soon as I roll with them or, or like partner up with them for drilling or something, um, then you're kind of like forced into to talking and uh, like, or you could just drill in awkward silence and that's <laughs> super awkward. Um, yeah, that's, that's not weird at all. <laughs> yeah. So um, like I found that like jujitsu helped me so much with like social skills too, because like, I, I don't, I don't really talk to a lot of people. So mm -hmm. like, and 
yeah <laughs> oh dude trust tr trust me man i i i know like i'm i'm used to talking to i guess you want to say like you know friends close relatives or whatever but out in public spaces or just talking to a group of people that i you know uh -uh, not happening yeah and then it's like hey you know you got you know you got you know social anxiety and whatever why don't you start a podcast where you have to talk to strangers that's a good idea so, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. so it's like all right so you know let's let's get this popping but yeah man if it wasn't for jujitsu yeah I, I wouldn't have i guess you want to say been as be as social as i am now if i if i didn't start yeah, and like you roll with someone and you instantly become best friends. <laughs> There's like, I think that's one of my favorite things about jujitsu too is like the camaraderie that comes with it. Like, mm -hmm. like that camaraderie has helped me so much with like, even just like my mental health. Like, um, like I I was pretty down with like depression and anxiety, and like. Um, I was just like angry all the time. And then I go to a jujitsu class and I'm in there with people that are all working towards the same goal of getting better and like being in a loving environment like that, that helped me so much. Um, and like, that's why I, I think that's why I want to like spread jujitsu a lot more than like just the people that are around me, you know? Yeah, man. I, I can't agree more, dude. Like, uh, I've had some, a lot of, a lot of dark moments and, you know, I've talked about them before. Uh, when I, even when I started this podcast, like that's one of the first things I talked about. And there, there's been moments where it's like, dude, if I did not have training, if I didn't have jujitsu, yeah, it'd have been, it'd have been bad. It'd have been very, very bad. But like, yeah, like you said, that camaraderie, that love, that support, that everything you get from walking in that class or even people that you have ever, never met before. And you say, hey, I do jujitsu. Oh, I do jujitsu too. You just met a brother yeah. or a yeah, sister. You see, that, you it, see it, someone in a show your role shirt or something and you're like, hey, it's not like, oh, yeah, I know. I know that stuff you do. Because <laughs> like Wouldn't I met become um, best friends. Right. I, I can't tell you how many people that I've like I I've seen I will be walking somewhere and I have on like a jujitsu t-shirt or whatever and someone will be like, Oh, you do jujitsu? Like, yeah, I do jujitsu. Oh yeah, man, I train at blah blah blah. And we're just chopping it up like we've like high school friends that just, you know, haven't seen each other in like 10 years. Yeah. So yeah, man, I I, I always say I love this community. Because even, you know, even just this is an, as an example, I've done close to 80 something episodes. And majority of these people, I, <clears throat> including you, I've never met before. I just was on Facebook and Instagram and now Reddit. It was like, hey, anybody want to be on a jujitsu podcast? And, and just, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, the the love and support that I've seen in jujitsu, man, I have never seen this anywhere else. Yeah, and I've always been curious to know if this type of love and camar uh, camaraderie is like this in any other sport. Yeah, but I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I mean, in the other sports that I've tried, um, like, I never really felt like there's a there's a team there um mm -hmm. but with jujitsu even though it's like it's an technically a, an individual sport like like it it's a team mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's yeah. it's a team it's a bond it's a family it's all the other other good stuff and whatnot so yeah man i like i said i love the sport i I, I say this a lot. I love the sport. I love where it's going. I love where it's been. I love where it's taking me. And I can't imagine not doing like jujitsu at all. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like I, 
it's it's because it's it's funny because like no matter there's been you know everyone been in these moments where they have these conversations with themselves like man what am I doing like why am I I get up every day or you know every other day and I go to the gym I just I beat up my body and and I be sore by the time I get home and waking up stiff and in pain, but ready to go back and do it again. Like, what is wrong with me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Then it's, uh, it's it's the people too. Cause then it's like when, when you see someone that you haven't seen in a while, like we're, we're talking about you blue belts. (laughs) 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 when, When you see them again, uh, it's like, oh hell yeah, this this dude's back and uh yeah, welcome back and like we missed you. Let's uh let's see what you can do right now. So yeah, yeah. like there there's just like so much support. Um and like so um I don't know if this is like too real or oversharing or anything, but like um like I'm a I'm an ambassador for submit the stigma. Um, so like we were trying to combat the the stigma of talking about mental health and stuff. And um, there, like when I was when I was a kid, um, like I was I was actually molested as a as a kid. Um, and like I I was so like humiliated and like. I was embarrassed about like how people would like view me. Um, mm-hmm. But then I was like, all right, let's uh, let's like talk some real stuff so that we can like, I could be an example of like talking about mental health and, and like things that are hard to talk about because too many people have taken their lives um, because they weren't willing to like talk about it or they were ashamed to talk about it. And like, mm-hmm the response that I had, like, from all my jujitsu friends, even, like, the ones that, like, I'm, that are, like, uh, like, meme pages, like, there's Joe Kage, BJJ on, um, on Instagram, he posts, he's, he's a meme page, you know, and he, he sends some support and, and love, and he's, like, yeah, man, like, thank you so much for talking about this stuff, because, like, like, I, like people will tell me that like me talking about it shows that they're they're not alone in like their their struggles the things that like no one should experience you know and yeah. i'm not saying that like my my shit is like like worse than anyone else's or mine my situation is better than other people's but like we're all like dealing with things and um like just being able to support each other like that that's beautiful you know no oh, yeah oh yeah man um I, I i appreciate you 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 sharing that story man because I, I i can tell how hard it is to even talk about it um <clears throat> but like you said man it's it's something that definitely needs to be talked about i am a huge 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 advocate for mental health <clears throat> because you know someone who you know deals with anxiety and depression myself and like I said, I always say, like, you know, jujitsu has saved me from some dark times. I know my situation is not as intense as, you know, yours or other people. Um, I had a, a, a lady on um, the show during my first season. Her name is Blue. And she dealt with something similar. And when you think about, like, that type of stuff, it's like, man, how much courage do you have to have to you know, have something that's mentally scarring as that doing a sport where you're put in, like I said, these compromising positions. And, you know, she told her story about it and now, you know, she's kicking ass all over the place. And I am like Hell super yeah. proud of her, super proud of her for that. So she'll, she'll be back on the, you know, a future episode, but yeah, yeah man, I we'll have to find that episode and we'll listen to it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Her name is a uh, blue maze. She, um, like I said, she was the, First season, I actually will tell you what episode she was. Uh, I think she was like episode 17, I think it was. First season, that's, uh, she's that's OG status right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so but 
Yeah, because that, that was this was kind of like one of the main reasons I started this uh, this podcast was um, I can't I, I hate that I can't remember the name of the page, but it was a I was scrolling through Facebook uh, on TikTok, um, Instagram one day and it was a video of a lady talking about why she started jujitsu, and she was explaining about her her son was um, I'm sorry if I get the story wrong, but I think her son was it was killed or something of the sort. So she used it, like jujitsu to fight her depression, and she's you know she fell in love with the sport and she's just been hooked ever since. And I was like, man, that is awesome, that is so yeah. awesome here. And just I mean, just from like the now that I'm thinking back at all the other episodes I've I've uh, I've had, <clears throat> excuse me I've had. It was uh, blue was amazing with her story. Um, Tiana. Tiana Taylor. Oh, so uh, she's <laughs> actually a buddy of mine. Uh, really? Like we, so uh, Submit the Stigma puts out um, like a mental aware, mental health awareness seminar thing, and uh, uh-huh. and she was she was there with her partner Gareth. So uh, like, and then after Small after we world. did the seminar, uh, we we like kept in we like exchanged. Uh, contact information so like we we check in on each other once in a while um so Mm -hmm. yeah like yeah she's awesome like she's she's been through like some shit and um and she's she's (laughs) tough as hell like like um so i'm not too big on on brands but i know that like uh it's a is a hyperfly um it's like you can't teach heart that's their their slogan she's She's perfect for that. Like, I mean, if, if any Hyperfly people are are listening to this uh, and they're not already sponsoring her, like, uh, hit her up. <laughs> yeah, please go. Please go back and listen to her episode. Her episode was number twenty one. And when I tell you, she told the story about when she got uh, locked up for mental. Like my jaw was dropped the whole entire time listening to this story. Right, like it I was, was listening to that too, because like I, I I do my homework and and I listen <laughs> to your previous episode, and like I was like, oh wait, hey, I know her, and like this is something that I didn't know too. Like I mean, like I was I was listening to it, and then my wife was like, uh, like you could see a, a setup here, and like my mm-hmm. wife works from home, and like. I, I make her listen to like jujitsu podcasts and stuff in the background. And, um, and like, how crazy is it to like, to um, go through that and then your partner doesn't have any idea. Doesn't where you have at. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I would have lost my marbles, man. Yeah. I'd be like driving around and going like, Hey, <laughs> where are you at? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like I, I'm like, you just knowing just like, okay, I know I saw you this morning. You said you had a doctor's appointment. I'm expecting to see you back at home and you've been gone for days. Like what? Yeah. You had no way of contacting anybody. That was unbelievable. Yeah. But man, just to, but that's just a, a true testament, man. The power of jujitsu. Like that's like been, that was like the only thing on her mind is getting back to jujitsu. And I'm, I'm so, I was so happy and relieved to hear that like you know how everything panned out it was like a it was like a disney story type deal because <laughs> it's just like oh everything is going good and it's just like a everything spiral out of control and then boom flowers and rainbows at the end yeah and like and like as good as jujitsu is like it's very therapeutic but like if you pair that with uh with actual therapy um like talking to to trained professional your your mental health is just gonna like skyrocket and like it, yeah it helped me like so much so yeah man i i like i said i am an advocate for mental health uh you know training through therapy and you know actually going to talk to somebody because i do all three i do all three so I, I train a lot. I, you know, I have a close tight knit bond with the people I train with and I also go to therapy. And like you said, the combination of the three helps a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot, man. So, 
Yeah. Like I said, it's 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 a huge importance. It's a huge thing that I, I push to the forefront, no matter what is no matter who I'm talking to. I'm always talking about how you know mental health is important and how much jujitsu has helped me in that light. And as you see, a lot of people who came on the show saying that you know jujitsu has helped them mentally. So got to be something in it, man, where people keep yeah. going back to it or can't right. get away from it. <laughs> but um. Yeah, Jay. So we have a staple here on the Talk Your Just podcast. I don't know if you heard this, uh, heard these on the like the more recent episodes, but I make sure I ask everybody this question: Your top three people, past or present, who would you love to get a role with? Um, <clears throat> Keanu Reeves. Um, yes, because like he's he's just like the best celebrity out there. Like, I mean. He gives the majority of all his uh, his money, like money and stuff, to to charities, and um, he's just like known as being like a super good guy, and mm-hmm. um, and then like he he trains like legit, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we're talking about like out of anyone, right? Anyone. And, Anyway. Even, if even if they're dead, like I mean, not like corpses or anything, but like, <laughs> like, uh, like I said, like past or present, man, past um, or present. Uh, I'd probably want to also roll with um, with this is tough. <laughs> Like, do, does anyone ever like draw a blank? Like, um, yeah, I have a couple people because <laughs> and because it's, it's it's so many people that you can name. You don't want to yeah. feel like you left anybody out, but you know, whoever. Yeah. Um, in particular order. Maybe also uh, Ashton Kutcher, just to like see where he's really at and stuff. Um, yeah, because he's a. I think he's a brown belt now. I I think so. I think he's a brown belt, and like I know that it's like the the Hegan Machado, uh, mm-hmm. and like they have like a a program for celebrities because like it makes sense like they make money off of like their their face and stuff. Um, if they get like a black eye because someone wants to like prove themselves against them, that could yeah. like set the the production back. But like. Yeah, I I think it would be uh it would be cool to to roll with uh Ashton Kutcher. Um and uh I'm I'm going to go with um with Hodger Gracie because like There we go. He's <laughs> supposed to be the the goat, right? Um and uh like I don't know. I, I got nothing to lose. I'm I'm just uh, some purple belt. <laughs> and, uh, so much so much to gain to be choked by yeah. someone so legendary. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how how long it lasts. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, but yeah, uh, so, but uh, Jay, unless, what's up? So uh, yeah, off the the top of my head, I'll, I'm gonna go with those three. That's a solid list. That's a solid list. Uh, Keanu Reeves is just definitely on my on my list to roll with. Uh, obviously, you know, Tom Hardy is another person because uh, I think he just got his purple belt. Too. Yeah, I saw that too. And like he, um, like, he actively competes too. So, yeah. So that's what makes like it more that. exciting. Yeah. Because it's not yeah. like you said, it's not like, you know, it's not like Keanu or Ashton who, you know, they train it. Well, you know, Keanu does it in his movies, but he's still legit. But Tom is out there just, you know, he's getting dirty out there with it. Yeah. Can can you imagine like you, you're you sign up for a, a tournament? And you're like, okay, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna make some friends and stuff, and uh, I'm gonna meet like other people, and then you go against like fucking Bane. <laughs> 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 like, uh, yeah. Be- because I, I I know his I know his actual name isn't Tom Hardy, but um. Because I know like he goes by his actual name when he competes, but I can't imagine like you standing there and you're like, Yeah, you know, I'm you know, I'm about to get ready for a match. Yeah, you tell you, you turn around, it's Bane standing there, like, what? 
<laughs> what do you do? Like, do you be starstruck or do you try to like, because I wouldn't be able to focus on my match. Yeah. I don't think I would be able to. Because I'd be like, say the yeah. lie. Say a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to break my back. <laughs> I know, right? Like, say it. Say it. Like, see, you was adopted by the doctors. Please say it. Please say it. But, no, but also, you're just like, I... I've seen some of his uh, videos, uh, his clips of his tournaments, and he, like I said, he's a savage yeah. man. He he's he gets grimy and gritty out there, and I was like, oh, I would his love the opportunity leg? to roll with him. <laughs> it's nasty. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. But man, yeah, but that just shows you his dedication to it, man. Because as being busy as a big star like he is, and still actively training and competing hard like that, man, that's that's dedication at his finest, right there. Yeah. It's always cool to to find out like these celebrities that that do jujitsu. It's like mm -hmm. it's just like one of us, one of us. <laughs> I know, right? Because um, I didn't know this until recently. Uh, a friend of mine sent me the video of Barry Bonds getting his blue belt in jujitsu. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like, saw that. What? Um, yeah. And then so. Um, how do you so like how do you so, choke like, a legend? From, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> oh, but but I mean, uh, allegedly he's also on that uh, that Jesus and Asai. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Still I mean, belongs they in the all... Hall of Fame, though. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, can't can't deny it, right? Yeah. But yeah, Jay, unless you got um, any questions for me, man, uh, I would love to, you know, for you to update the people on what you got coming up for you, yourself, uh, for the school. If you want to shout them out, anybody out, man, the floor is all yours. Yeah. Uh, so I I train out of uh, 10th Planet Mission Viejo. Uh, we we have an open mat at 1230 um, on Sundays. Uh, anyone's welcome. Like, just uh, don't be an asshole. Um I am also going to be competing at uh, Jiu Jitsu World League on August 19th. Um, so I, I'm getting ready for that and I'm, I'm pretty pumped for that. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna keep doing Jiu Jitsu. Um, I also make some like subpar memes if anyone wants to check that out. Um, so like I have a I have Gambit BJJ. That's my my personal one. But then I also have Nogi memes on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's laugh together. I know, right? Let's let's laugh <laughs> and roll together, man. But uh, yeah, man, I, I I wish you all the best on your tournament. Um, so I would love to hear updates, man. I will, you know, definitely keep in touch with you, see how everything is going, man. And then you know, down the line, man, I would love to have you back. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, man, and that's today. That's the end of today's episode. I would love to thank my guest Jay one more time for coming on the show, um, sharing his tales and experiences with us. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube page to stay updated on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Jiu Have a great day. <laughs>